I never knew how much it mattered to hear my dad tell me that he was pleased with me. I never knew how much it mattered for any man, any father figure, that I had to tell me every day, no matter how good, successful, honest, dishonest, correct, incorrect, that I've been in my life, I never knew how much I've needed my dad or any elder male that I could trust to look at me and say, you are worthy. I never knew how much it was going to mean to me to not have that in my life until both my father and my spiritual mentor died. Today, the impact kind of hit me really heavy today. And I could just think of this passage that I read out of a mentor and friend's book, choose her every day or leave her. And I'm going to do you guys a favor and pay it forward. And I'm going to read you this passage. And then we're going to talk. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, wherever you are. This is your host, Mr. Brandon Wade, but you can still call me B2, B squared. You can still call me whatever you want to call me, but you got to follow the rule. I know you ain't not been around to know what this rule is, but just in case you haven't and you haven't followed pay it forward before, I'm going to introduce you to the rule. You can call me whatever you want to call me as long as it's Nice. I'm welcoming y'all back to pay it forward. Not only is this your favorite show, but this is the realest show. This is the show that connects with the things that matter from the ground up. And I can say they matter because they matter to me. And because they matter to me, there's somebody out there that's listening that this matters to as well. So I'm going to read y'all this passage and then we're going to chop it up because this is really important to me. And if it's important to me, then maybe it will help somebody else. And I made a promise to everybody that was going to listen to pay it forward that anything that I learned that blessed me and guided me and taught me something, I was going to speak to every listener and speak life about it. So I'm going to read y'all this passage. For years, like many men 
who lacked the presence of an elder man's wisdom and guidance. I often felt rudderless, powerless, lost adrift in the vast oceans of my life. Unable to feel truly successful for more than rare, fleeting moments. Without a better model of manhood, I defaulted to popular culture's half-baked ideals. A real man is a moneymaker who dominates on the field, in the bedroom, and the boardroom, whose only permissible emotion is anger, which he uses to get his way. But I didn't trust this shallow ideal. Few men genuinely do. Most of us see it as a faint shadow at best of a far more profound and expansive truth about our nature as men. So while I looked outwardly successful, money, woman, impact, I felt utterly unworthy of it all. Endlessly hungry, always craving more. Without a wise elder man that I trusted, regularly reassuring me that I'm inherently successful, good enough, lovable, worthy as I am, regardless of the size of my bank account or number of notches on my bedpost, or whether I win or lose. I only knew to keep seeking fulfillment by exploiting the world around me. Which is the best way to never finding fulfillment. For when one can't feel successful within their own being, no external accomplishment would ever satisfy When one can't generate true generosity within their own thoughts, they will always see strings attached to the generosity of others. When one can't connect to the profound love in their own heart, they will not trust the love of anyone else. Without the capacity to feel deeply successful, loved, and worthy of loved, my intimate partnership suffered greatly. For when a woman dared express upset towards me in some moment of her hurting, she was rarely met with my empathy and understanding. Instead, she would quickly find herself pressed up against the cold stone walls of my indifference and anger, built strong and sky high to keep hidden, mostly from myself, my deep reservoirs of confusion, sadness, and shame. This passage right now speaks to me more than it ever has in my life. I am not only successful more so than I've ever been, but I'm on the precipice of even greater success. I'm starting to thrive in my friendships and in 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 my actions. I'm starting to be able to communicate 
I'm seeing results, external results. And at this stage of my life, I feel so scared, so very alone, so unsure about what I will do next. I feel this deep fear that I'm just going to screw it all up. That even if I've done something right, that I've probably done something wrong in one way or another, I'll probably get punished for it. And that's just how I feel. Deep-seated fear, shame, resentment, longing, wonder, confusion. And overall, the, the, the deep sense of apprehension that I should be better than what I already am. And I can tell that most of that has just come from the fact that I didn't have, and I haven't had for quite a while, a father figure in my life or a figure in my life that regularly reassured me that I am lovable and successful and capable just as I am. Not because of the talents that I have or because of the level of money that I have available or because of the amount of successes that I've made in my life. There is a child on the inside of me that just wants daddy to say, I'm proud of you. And both those father figures that I looked up to, they're gone. And I'm 31 years old. And in this moment, I feel like I'm four. think how can I help others and I'm wading through countless iCloud messages to myself about emotional communication and all these different things just trying to document my own feelings and I look at the success that I've have and the success that I'm about to have and I feel woefully underprepared for it and when I looked at that passage in my friend's book It's simple. A father's consistent reminder, an elder's consistent reminder to his junior that he is inherently loved and inherently a success just simply because he is. is the root of so much of this emotional turmoil that I have right now. 
the fathers in our lives, the fathers, the father figures I've had in my life. I never realized how much of a barometer that I felt that they gave me a sense of safety and protection. And my biological dad was not necessarily one that ever really told me consistently that he was proud of me or that he was pleased with me and that I had done a good job. But I knew that he loved me and that he would do anything for me. He would protect me from any threat. And as long as I followed his blueprint, that I could even have a semblance of emotional safety. I knew that no matter what choice I made, I would always have him to bounce off of my thoughts. I never knew a day before my dad died in 2019 without my father, Robert Wade. I never knew a day without his existence. And then right after that, I had a spiritual mentor who also blessed me a lot in the way that he spoke to me. He was much more of the things that my dad was not in that he would tell me things like, you look good today, son. You know, he would always ask me to send him pictures and not in a weird way. He would just always say, take a picture of yourself and send it to me. You know, I want to see what you wore today. And then the main reason he told me that was because he didn't live in this state. He lived in another state. And so because he didn't get to physically, we didn't physically interact very much. He wanted to know and be involved in his son's lives. And he was one of the first male figures in my life to really genuinely listen to me. And I used to first be confused because I would worry in my mind about, you know, what were his intentions behind asking me these things? And one day he told me something that explained a lot to me. Again, my spiritual father had his own set of beliefs and I don't necessarily follow them, but one that he said was this. I tell all of my spiritual sons every day that they're handsome, that they're smart, that they're capable, because I know that when I tell them, they don't have to look for the world to go and tell them. And the world will tell them with strings attached. The world will tell them with ideas and meanings that they don't, that aren't real. And when I tell them, I know I can give them that and that they won't have to go look for it for somewhere else, somewhere that they don't need to look. And most of the days of my life, at least for those years that I was connected with my spiritual mentor until he died in 2020, right after my dad died. Even if I didn't agree with what he said, even if I didn't like what the conversations we had, he was only a phone call away. Anytime I sent him a picture, he would always comment back and say, you look handsome today, son. I'm proud of you. Love you, son. He was the first man to ever show me 
that to be able to tell your son or you tell your friend or tell your brother, I love you, wasn't weird or shameful or perverted. But just an expression that you could say to somebody. He taught me that it was safe to be able to say those things to people. And it bolstered my self-esteem a lot. And looking back on that, even though I didn't agree with a lot of his personal philosophies, I never realized how much that bolstered my spirit each day. Even if I just saw him send a text and say, nice outfit, son, look handsome, son. Uh, You know, you know, you killing him today. Every single day without fail, he would send me something to say, you know, pop proud of you. You know, just want you to know. Uh, pop please with you. You know, I pray for you today because I'm so happy that I have sons that's, that's, that's honorable like you. He always told me things like that. And if there was something that I was confused about or scared about, I always at least knew that I would call, could be able to call him and that he would never judge me for anything I asked him. He'd never say, you know, what the hell is your problem for calling me so late? What's wrong with you? You know, he would never say anything like that. If I needed to talk to him, he'd stay on the phone with me. He would answer the phone at any hour of the time that I called him. I respected his boundaries, so I didn't call him all the time. But he would he would answer the phone if I ever called him. And sometimes he would just listen to me. And I didn't realize how much that really affected me. How much I really needed to hear that because as much as I loved my biological dad, my biological dad never gave me that. My biological dad was good for a lot of things. One thing I can say about him was that he was good for giving wisdom. If I ever had a question about anything at all, any idea, any thought, it didn't matter what time or what time of day it was or whatever, I could come to my dad and say, Dad... This is what's going on. And my dad would come up with something. If it was a problem, he'd come up with a solution. If it was a personal problem, a lot of times he'd be willing to handle it himself, even if it didn't involve him directly. He never let anyone talk bad about me in front of him. He never let me talk bad, anyone talk bad about me around him. I always knew that anything that he had by, 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 by right of passage that I was due, Anything that he owned, he said, boy, anything that you own, anything I own is yours. He always made sure, my biological dad always made sure to reassure me naturally, and my spiritual dad always made sure to reassure me in other ways. And as a, a, a growing man with a lot of talent, but, 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 but not really a sense of grounding, the fact that I had and was blessed with those father figures, just to tell me, what was what was going on man that really helped me but now i'm 31 and i'm older there are things i'm looking forward to um exploring relationship you know the woman that i eventually will marry you know there's so many things i'm looking forward to you know beginning the next chapter and stage of my life um so many things i'm looking forward to so many things that are happening for me, even as of this moment, you know, my career as a video editor, uh, this podcast growing, 
Uh, so many things that I'm looking forward to traveling. There's so many things that I'm looking forward to than experiencing right now. I wish that I still had. I still long for that. You know, I still long to be able to, to ask my dad, like, hey, dad, like, what do I what do I do? And not even so much that I wanted to know his answer, but just that I knew that I would be reassured that through my dad giving me some type of answer that he was there. It wasn't so much about whether my my spiritual father told me that I was handsome or or got things together or my biological dad always had an answer for me. It wasn't so much about that. It was that they were consistent and that they were there. And that maybe that was the only way they could give me praise, but they did. And I always just wanted to have that praise, that consistent praise that, hey, you are good. You're good because you are not because of how well you've done or how successful you are or how much, how, or how many women you, 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 you know, you, you've God forbid you knocked down or whatever, you know, how, whatever it is you've done, how successful you are is not based upon a material aspect, but upon unconditional love. And it's terrifying to me looking at this destiny that lies before me and feeling empty. What can I give? Kids, a wife who will want things for me that on the inside of me, I just want to be loved and cared for and, and held and told it's going to be, you. it'll be fine. And I miss that. I miss that solid reassurance from my dad's. That even if everything was, was seemed like it was crazy, that it was going to be all right. Because they were there. And as long as they were there, it was going to be okay. And they they died right after another. And so I didn't really even get a chance to grieve the first one before the second one was gone. The first one was expected. My biological dad was prostate cancer, and that had been going on for a while. So the first one was expected, but the second one wasn't. The second one was unexpected, you know, mid-June of 2020 or mid-May of 2020. And I look at myself staring at this computer screen and I look at all the things that I've done and accomplished. And I deeply relate to what uh, my friend uh, and my mentor, Brian, was saying in his book. The feeling of no matter how great you might look on paper, that sense of how could you connect with yourself or with others who very much need you to be connected when you don't even know what that looks like. There are men in this world. There are so many problems in this world right now that step by step are getting resolved because men are finding father figures to nurture and nourish and encourage these men, even the older men, that they are inherently a success 
lovable and 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 and, and cared for just as they are. such a need for this this is why we brag and for any women that's listening right now even for those who identify with that binary for any that listening right now for you to know this is why this is beyond this is behind what's behind all of that all the bravado, all the chains, all the anger. Some of us are angry because that's the only permissible emotion we were able to have. Some of us just generally, I mean, I know for myself, it's taken deep effort for me to explore the words that come with other feelings, such as melancholy, longing, shame, deep effort. And it scares me every time I see another, you know, another person sometimes on the opposite sex that, that says, but you should know, not to me, but maybe to someone else that says, you should know this already. And I'm like, we don't. We don't. We want to, but we don't. We should. And the answer is so simple sometimes. We just needed father figures to tell us that we are loved just the way we are even if we never changed if we never did anything more successful than what we've already done that we are loved just the way we are so many problems in this world would fade so many things i look on the news at the way different people are acting. And I say that that person's in their child. I can see it. That person just does not have support and they're lashing out and they're using the resources they have because deep down they're saying, have I done enough? Am I good enough? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> As men, we need this community. We need community. And I've been fortunate enough to be around some of these men that, again, are not perfect men. I have worked personally with Brian on a retreat that he did. I have you know, live with some of these men and work personally with them. And none of these men are perfect men. But we don't need perfect men. Like you ask me, did I need my dad to be perfect? My dad could be sarcastic. He could be, he could be, he could be cruel. He could be mean. He could be a lot of different things. But I never needed my dad to be perfect. My spiritual father, he was a great man and he would definitely love God with all his heart and soul. But he could absolutely be manipulative. He could be he could be cunning. You know, he could be, you know, you know, domineering. He could be a lot of things. 
but I didn't care about none of that. And no young man does. If we really being honest, no young man cares how perfect somebody is. We just want to be able to know that those words can be trusted. And when they can't, we find ourselves being thrown oftentimes and throwing ourselves into things to try to satisfy that urge. But we notice that the more we do it, the more I do it, the less satisfying it gets. You meet one goal, you after another one. You meet that goal, you after another one. I see it all the time on 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 news, on workout sites, on websites. People are the strongest men in the world, and they always want to reach stronger heights because for those fleeting moments of success, they'll chase them. I saw a man on TV on 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 a Snapchat video, and he was talking about how he he's older and he trains himself to do marathons. And I was like, that's awesome. And he says, and I said, he says, will you ever stop? So they asked him, do you ever stop? And he says, no, I can't stop. He said, because there's something addicting about being on the top of that hill. And I heard that boy's heart beyond that man who's in his sixties. I heard that boy's heart. He said, I still don't feel successful. I still don't feel like I'm good enough. I still don't feel like I'm man enough. There are men right now that that have so much money, they'll never be able to spend it in 50 lifetimes. And to this day, they still don't feel successful. I've listened to interviews on on, on, on Elon Musk where he's talked about his personal problems and pains and struggles. I listened to Savage, 21 Savage, on an interview saying that sometimes at 2 in the morning, he just sits up and cries. I listened to Future. Say that he feels the pressure of having to live this lifestyle that everybody has placed on him. And he says, man, I just feel like I got to do it because if I don't do it, you know, they're going to I'm going to feel like I'm fake. So I got to do it. There's so much pressure coming on these people and coming in these worlds. And all these people are all saying the same thing. I do not feel successful. And you want to know what? I can even confirm that. When you listen to rap lyrics, when you listen, when I listen to people, I can hear their words. And 21 Savage said in my life, he said, I gave away, I gave away my heart to all them dog hoes because that's who accepted me. I blame my pops for that shit because if he ain't failed, he could have corrected me. And I'm only saying what he said in the lyrics. So you see that that last lyric, he said, I blame my pops for that. Because if he didn't fail, he could have corrected me. Some of your hardest people in the world are longing, longing, longing for the father, for the elder's praise. Not even always for a father, but just a wise elder, a wise elder male, someone who can be trusted, someone who is not going to exploit the trust and exploit the pain of the younger, because that's something I experienced too. Someone that can be trusted. Not so much to be a perfect shining example, but just to be a real human being. Someone that does carry wisdom and is able to tell you consistently, You are good enough. 
not because they want something from you, not because right after they tell you that they're going to ask something from you, not for any other reason than simply that you deserve to hear it because you are a man and a human being. And even what I got from my dad, even what I got from my dad's, even though it was simple, even though it wasn't even all of what I truly wanted, I still really miss the consistency. I miss what it meant to me to be able to look at them and say, and hear them say, you know, good job, boy, or I'm proud of you, son, or you're just a good son. Not even to extol traits or, or you did a good job here, but man, just consistency. I wish I could tell y'all that there was more to this route than that. But this is the root of the issue. This is the root of so many issues right now that are taking place in the world. Men that never had an elder father figure praise them consistently and just let them know that they were a success just because they are. Unconditional love. There is a longing for unconditional love in this world. And there's no one right now that's longing for it and is throwing temper tantrums to get it as much as the man. And when and as the man gets it, the woman gets it too. And here's the here's the problem in in this. The man learned from other men who were unable to do this to blame the woman for these problems. And it is not the woman's job to give praise in a way that only a wise elder man can. She instinctively knows that this is not her job, but she, for her own sense of safety, tries to fill that role anyway. And as a man, he ends up resenting her for for not being a problem that he can just solve. I know. I have many times thought that myself. A computer won't get mad at me if I can't fix it. A computer won't be irrational and decide it's not going to work one day. And I called myself extolling the superiority of a machine. When really it was just hiding the longing resentment and the longing, longing, craving for consistent validation from a wise older man, male figure that could say, even if you never surpass where you are today, you are a complete success. How lonely are we as men as boys, as kids, how terribly lonely 
are we in trying to disguise it? Because, you know, rap told us, hey, you got to get you a couple chains. But I look at the rappers and they still can't manage to keep a relationship together. And I look and I say, well, it's not all that's complicated as it seems. That rapper is just a boy that was talented, that grew up and thought that he'd have the answers when he got older. But then he got older and realized that he learned a few things, but those didn't those things didn't give him what he wanted. And now he's 25 or now he's 30 and now he's 40 and maybe he's got some experience under his belt, but he doesn't necessarily have life inside of him. Maybe he was gifted in spiritually and he ended up becoming a preacher or a pastor or something like that. And he ended up in a position where people were relying on him to show up spiritually and he never had anyone show up for him naturally. So he's hurt and still trying to see how he can make things be. And so he ends up in a relationship and feels that the woman will be what fixes his his deep ache. And it never does. In some of the places I've been, I've seen some very, very successful men say the exact same thing that I'm saying right now. I wish I had my daddy to tell me I understood that he understood. I wondered why I wasn't good enough for my dad. I wondered why my big brother never told me. I wondered why my, my, you know, my, my, my uncle never told me. Why did my uncle take advantage of me like that? Why did my dad leave me? It runs really deep. And I'm just saying that I realize now that that's where the root of a lot of my personal insecurities have come from. Why, even when people compliment me and praise me for a job well done, I still will look and say, how long will this success last before they see? And they look at everything underneath me and see that there's just a four-year-old kid shivering in the corner. How long will it be until they see that? And the reason being, at least a lot of the reason being, is because I've longed for that desire. For that father to show up in my life, not so much a woman to show up to rescue me, but that father to show up in my life and say, hey, you know, Brandon, just as you are right now, you are not only successful, but if you never grew past this day, you would be a complete success. That is something almost foreign to me because all of the understanding that I've ever known about success before this point has come from the idea of you need to uh, do more, connect more, grow more, achieve more, and then I'll think about saying what I want to say to you. One of my dad's favorite statements to me was he would every now and then compliment me and I'd be over the moon when he did. And then he'd immediately say, and see, that's why I never compliment you. Because you always, you always take it and run with it. You know, you always, you never, you, you just, you just, y'all, you're going to mess it up. And that's why I never told you X, Y, and Z. And my dad was projecting his own fears on me. And imagine looking back on that as a kid and looking back on that as an older adult and realizing that your dad was just a kid too. And you needed him to be a dad and he was just a kid. 
So much of our lore, our legacy in life, especially as men, is just written by children. Children who never got the chance to be anything else but children. And I want to blame them and say, it's all your fault. And that's the child in me that wants to say, it's your fault, you need to fix it. And it hurts looking back, knowing that my dad is gone and that he can't fix that. So I look at where I'm at right now. I still feel grateful for the level of success that I'm having. I feel relief and I also feel fear. What if it's all fake? What if it disappears? What if one day I look up and it's all gone? What if they won't like me anymore? I pray that any man that's listening to me right now knows that if you're feeling how I'm feeling, one, you know that you're not alone, and two, that there is community that's starting to form where there's things, there's, there's people that will speak life into that. And as I'm learning these things and getting connected with community of wiser, older men that are able to feed that need, I'm also going to share that with those that also need that. I have two discords that I'm involved in. And for those who don't know, Discord is an online uh, community. And I never thought that I would personally be involved with Discord because it just isn't in my normal purview. I don't really involve myself with these type of things. So I was, I never thought I'd be involved with these this community. And I'm involved in two different Discord communities. And I'm quite a bit older than most of the people in my communities. These communities are usually full of people that are a lot younger. Um, and I always wondered what was my purpose here. And one of which is that I can speak life into them in the way that I always wanted someone to be able to do for me. And not only even in that, I'm speaking the life that has been given to me by those who have granted me what I always wanted from my father and my spiritual father. I can pass that along. I can pass along the peace that things will get better. I can pass along the enforcement that there is somebody that will value you. And I can try to be as real and as present as possible for these young men and be an influence for the young men and women in that server and in those servers and in those places. Building community, I guess just kind of starts with whoever you at, whoever's most available at the time. You may not be able to reach a million, but maybe you can reach 10. So this is just me being forthright. Like I promised y'all, and this is me paying it forward, like I promised myself. Soon, I hope that I will be able to get uh, Brian on to do 
a personal recap on his experience, uh, Elevate 2021. I had planned to do it maybe a week or so after our initial uh, uh, Elevate experience, which was in August. Elevate 2021 is was his um, his uh, um, retreat experience in which there were men that kind of did an experience involving a lot of emotional healing, trauma work, things of that nature. And he does this each year with a different group of men. Um, so if this happens to interest you, you know, you can look him up on Brian Reeves at Brian Reeves insight. And I hope to be able to talk to him directly. And what I will say is this, I am, growing in my own community and I am doing the work to surround myself with more mentor figures and things like that, that can speak life into me so that I can be better equipped to be a blessing to myself, to my life and to help others. It sounds more altruistic and humble than it it, it is, but I just believe that this is my life's purpose. One of my life's purposes. So I just want to say, I love y'all. And I bless everybody under the sound of my voice that anybody that is listening that is without strong, safe male guidance that you would be led and guided to places where there will be someone that will not only speak life into you consistently but will not exploit you and will do so just simply because they have it to give. So that's my prayer for y'all. All right, I love y'all. Thanks for listening. And if you are listening and it does bless you, take the time and pay it forward to somebody else. You ain't necessarily got to promote me or promote what I do. If you do, that's great. But you ain't necessarily got to promote me or what I do. Take the wisdom, pay it forward, reach one, teach one, like they say, or whatever George Washington said. All right, I love y'all. Appreciate y'all for listening. Peace.